We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a tech-savvy royal family. Yes, yes, ever since the palace became Wi-Fi enabled, it's become so easy to use the Name Your Price tool on Progressive.com. I do agree, my queen. Simply telling it what we want to spend and seeing all our policy options, I'll send a screenshot to Duke, the Duke of Kent. No, my friend Duke, we're in a group chat together, LOL. It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with the Name Your Price tool at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings.com. DraftKings 
of course, is the leader in daily fantasy sports. You can use the promo code ROTOWIRE when you deposit on DraftKings. That'll get you a free contest entry today. It is Wednesday, November 4th. Nick Whalen here, as I always am, uh, joined by Mike Doria on Wednesday. That's RotoWire's own Mike Doria as we go through team by team and take a look at all of the fantasy-relevant injuries in advance of Week 9 in the NFL. We're getting to a week now, Mike, where there are six teams on by in Week 9. Arizona, Baltimore, Detroit, Houston, KC, and Seattle. Detroit and KC, of course, coming off of that just great game in London and what has been an interesting <laughs> slate of games that we've treated the uh, the Brits to this year. But the London games are over for the year now, so that means no waking up at 5 a.m. for you to yeah. come in and start looking at I injuries. sleep in t- uh, until 6.30 this coming week, which is nice. Uh, with all those teams on by, I mean, it's a, it's a, it, it is a good time. You were... You were asking last time around, like, wh- when is a good time to have a bye? And after last weekend where, like, there was just a plethora of injuries. And, you know, obviously the guys that are out for the year, well, they're out for the year. But uh, I think, uh, you know, a lot of injuries, aches and pains have accumulated. So those six teams are definitely stoked that they're on by this week, I think. Especially after, uh, I-, I mean, it's in all the years I've been covering uh, football for Rotowire, I think this this last week was one of the biggest for major injuries all in one shot. And not just injuries, but like season-ending injuries to numerous players. Yeah, that was the thing. I mean, it wasn't only that big-name guys were going, you know, were leaving games or going out. It was that big-name guys were suffering, you know, big-time injuries. Le'Veon Bell's done for the year. Um, I mean, Matt Forte, Matt Forte, maybe not done for the year, but it yeah. sounds like an injury for him. Keaton Allen, like you said, Reggie Bush. I mean, the list really goes on. Calvin Johnson, I think, ended up getting hurt late in that London That's game. That's not of this, you know, season ending. No, no, but uh, I mean, just nature. a lot of stars, a lot of stars down, and you know, a tough weekend for injuries, and, and for those of us who has to write the notes on the injuries, yeah. which is, and by but by those of us, I mean you. Well, that that's true, but it's also a great opportunity for people um, in in season long leagues that need to plug some holes. There's suddenly some players that you know, as as we foretold in previous podcasts, there's players that were completely irrelevant heading into last weekend from a fantasy perspective in in daily and and uh, season long leagues that are suddenly important. I mean, you know. Langford from Chicago is, is probably going to get some run, and um, you know, <laughs> who knows what's gonna, who's going to carry the ball in San Francisco? They they essentially had to like, you know, do a backfield transplant after uh, you know the injuries of the weekend. Uh, we'll get we'll get to them. They were you know in preparing for this podcast, just looking through their their list of injuries. It was kind of astounding the, the running back position, what they've had to go through there this year. Yeah, exactly, and not you know. That's not their only issue at the moment, but uh, certainly not. Yeah, but suddenly uh, Pierre Pierre Thomas, a guy that we repeated his name many times as a guy that we figured would resurface at some point. Well, he has, and uh, who Pierre knows? Thomas is back. Who knows? Maybe he's the guy that's going to rescue uh, rescue leagues and and you know in daily. Uh, I haven't actually checked the price on Pierre Thomas too much. I mean, I'm probably going to hit up, hit that up tomorrow. But I imagine that some of those guys that we we mentioned or will mention as uh, replacements are going to be, you know, low priced guys at least for this week. So that's something to look into there. Yeah, I'm trying to find uh, Pierre Thomas's price here, and I don't think he's actually listed on on DraftKings right now, which I, which is odd. Really? Uh, I, I can't find him in here at least. I don't know. Um, 
if there's a reason for that. But um, yeah, maybe he'll be added at some point. But like you said, just a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity for guys that we were ready to write off uh, with all these injuries. Looking ahead to Week Ten, teams that are that are coming up on their bye, uh, and the reason we talk about these guys is you know if you have somebody who's a little bit iffy, uh, maybe a team would be a little bit more you know, apt to hold him out, just knowing that you're going to get a, get that extra week. I think the best example of that, at least for us being, you know, located where we are is Devontae Adams a couple of weeks ago. Sounded like he had a chance to play. Maybe they could have, you know, could have had him play at less than 100%. They had the bye coming up. They ended up sitting him out. So just stuff to keep in mind as we get through these teams. So the four teams on bye in week 10, Atlanta, Indianapolis, San Diego, San Francisco, and then week 11 will be the final buys of the year. Obviously, this is still two weeks out, but Cleveland, New Orleans, the Giants, uh, and the Pittsburgh Steelers will be our final four teams on by. Yeah, I guess uh, when you look at the the Week Ten teams that are on by, um, just off the top of my head, there T. Y. Hilton's dealing with a foot injury. I'm not really sure where that's going just yet, but hey, if that's something that they're worried about, they could elect to sit him out this week with uh, with the you know the Week Ten by looming. Carlos Hyde is another guy who's really banged up with the foot, and. Um, don't really have a good read on him either, although they, they signed two new running backs. But, of course, Reggie Bush and Mike Davis were hurt as well, so I'm not sure if, if that's exactly related to Hyde, but uh, more related to his uh, supposed backups being hurt. Right, so we'll get right into it. Um, just a reminder, real quickly, you can find our podcast, all of the Rotowire podcasts on Stitcher. You can find them on iTunes. Um, you can also find them on rotowire.com. That's probably the easiest way. Uh, rather than subscribing on iTunes, if, if you're not into that, just go to rotowire.com slash podcast, and you can stream right from the site, or you can download the MP3. So let's start in the AFC East. We'll start with... Uh, a team called the New England Patriots. They play Your host New England Patriots. Not my New England Patriots. No one's New England Patriots except for yours. Uh, they're home to Washington in a noon game on Sunday. Deion Lewis, uh, the really the only guy we're keeping an eye on for them. He was limited on Wednesday with that abdomen injury. Well, yeah, he uh, he played through that injury last week. Uh, he he put up s- some decent numbers in the passing game, uh, which is, is is the trend these days. Uh, he only had five carries for 19 yards, but six catches for 93 yards and a TD. I, I don't think that his limitations today are, are you know, anything to worry about. Although uh, Julian Edelman popped up on the Patriots injury report he did. as limited with a knee injury. Again, I'm not especially worried about it, but that's a new ailment for him. Didn't really. I watched that whole game. Didn't really see any plays where he might have been injured that I could see. You know, it was a few weeks ago. He was obviously having trouble with his finger. Um, so anyway, that's one to keep an eye out uh, for. I mean, Brandon LaFell in his second game back definitely showed up, you know, four catches for, for 47 yards and on seven targets, kind of effectively negated the Danny Amendola effect. Uh, so, you know, a guy that was producing while LaFell was out is kind of, um, you know, becomes more of a backup type. But, uh, you know, if, if anything happens to Edelman, Amendola is is, is – you know, a good candidate to produce. So keep an eye on Edelman. Uh, you know, obviously the Patriots aren't going to give too many details out, but uh, I, I would expect that those guys are playing this week against Washington. All right, Buffalo Bills, they're home to Miami in another noon game. Uh, this one, an intra-division matchup. Percy Harvin did not practice. He's listed with, that, with having a knee injury. I don't think anybody really quite knows exactly what's going on with him. Obviously, we know he's had that hip injury that he's been dealing with for a while. Uh, he didn't make the trip over to London a few weeks ago when they played Jacksonville, and there was some odd speculation that he might retire. Do you, do you really have a better gauge on this than well, I do? You know, there was the retirement speculation, which was 
rather quickly shot down. Um, but you know, there was kind of a him mulling his future, uh, given his his injury issues, seemed to be the the more plausible explanation. And and he had been nursing that hip injury this year, but now it's being listed as a knee injury. And 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 I, I think maybe the hip issue has sort of caused a, a situation where he favored the knee and maybe tweaked it. Uh, he hasn't been ruled out this week. I mean, there was there was people ready to write him off for the whole season, but he's not even ruled out for this week. I mean, I still consider him pretty doubtful to play, but, um, you know, it's a little too early to write him off. But they, it looks like there's a decent chance that they might get Watkins back um, after the bye. Um, they're definitely getting Tyrod Taylor, the quarterback, back. And Carlos Williams looks like he's ready to uh, return as uh, LaShawn McCoy's backup. So the Bills were a pretty banged-up team when they played the Jets over there in London. They benefited from the bye. Um, you know, they might not get uh, – or they're, not, they're probably not going to get Harvin back, but a lot of the other guys that uh, were out uh, will uh, bolster their offense this week. Yeah, I mean, this is it's interesting to see the the kind of roller coaster as far as public perception that the Bills have been on. I mean, they they started out strongly, and you know they're looking like a dark horse playoff team, and then you know they have these injuries, and then things start to go south. I think they bottom out and lose to the Jaguars, which is about as low as it gets. But yeah, I mean, with guys like Watkins, Carlos Williams, Tyrod Taylor, uh, and then of course LaShawn McCoy, obviously uh, being healthy, this is so much of a different team. So. Kind of excited to see where they go, and this is all of a sudden this is a big matchup. I mean, this is a Miami team that obviously certainly bottomed out, ended up firing their coach, and then you know two huge victories in the wake of that. They fall to New England this past week, but they're a different team than they were for those first four or five oh, games sure. of the year. So this this game looks on on paper a lot better than it did maybe three or and, four and weeks ago. You know, ago. Nick, when you're talking about a you know a battle of two, three, and four teams, it's not usually much to get excited about. But if you look at the AFC standings, you know with all those. There's like three seven and zero teams, and then the the you know second place team in every division uh, tops out at four wins. So there's definitely there's going to be a dogfight for the uh, for the two you know for the wild card slots, and you know there there isn't like a, a division where there's like two teams with excellent records. You know you kind of pencil in one of those teams for 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 one wild card. I mean there's just a cluster of four and three team. Um, you know, three win teams that have a chance, you know, if they get on a run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're, we're kind of at that point in the season, you know, week eight, week nine, where it's still pretty unclear in a lot of ways which of these teams are for real and which teams aren't. And, and we'll find out over the next couple of weeks. Speaking of the Dolphins, uh, looking at their injury report, Damian Williams did not practice on Wednesday with a thumb injury. Lamar Miller did practice, didn't practice on Monday. Uh, they didn't really give a reason why. Sounds like he'll probably be good to go. Yeah, it was probably rest. Yeah, sounds like it. I mean, he's a guy who's been getting at least a, a little bit of an increased workload as they've been able to find the running game uh, at least two of the last three weeks. Devontae Parker did not practice. That's the rookie out of Louisville. And Jay Ajayi, another rookie, he's out of Boise State, eligible to come off of the IR designated to return list uh, in Week 9. Yeah, I think uh, there's a pr- pretty decent chance that he does, especially if uh, Damian Williams ends up being out. I mean, not that Damian Williams is really a factor, but Ajayi could could conceivably uh, overtake Jonas Gray uh, for the number two job there in Miami, and then obviously he, you know the number two guy there is a Lamar Miller injury away from fantasy relevance. So right. that's definitely something to keep an eye out. I mean, Ajayi is a guy that a lot of people have forgotten about. But he was highly touted uh, leading up to the draft. Fell due to a uh, a knee issue that was you know, kind of 
viewed as a well there was a time I, I don't know how closely you really followed the the nfl draft but you know talking with mario puig who's our resident nfl draft expert i mean there was a time that ajayi was bordering on a you know probably maybe not first round but definitely high to mid second round oh yeah uh, type of prospect right. and you know like you said the injury kind of scared some teams away but I mean, this guy's as talented as any back in the draft, really, yeah, other, maybe other than Todd Gurley. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I, uh, last time I looked them up, I, it was they were talking about you know, durability questions, but I believe that he, he, he had a massive amount of carries. Yeah, he, and when he, he was great out of the backfield as a, as a receiver as well, so a lot to like about him. And you know, maybe this isn't the year that he gets his chance, but I think down the road he can be, at worst, you know, a nice compliment to Lamar Miller. Well, there's a couple of guys that are, that are on uh, those sort of long-term um, or sh- – it's actually called short-term IR or right. the pup list that are kind of like eligible to resurface in the coming weeks. He's one of them. David Cobb from Tennessee is another. Uh, we'll get to your Jaguars guy, but uh, Rashad Green is another guy. Yeah, that, I'm looking uh, forward to that. I like him. Uh, eligible to return soon. Tony Romo is not a young, you know, um, <laughs> you know, up-and-coming guy, but he, that that situation pertains to him. I believe he's eligible to return in uh, week 11. Yeah, 11 or 12, I think, for Romo. I, I would definitely trust you over me in, in that situation. You know, got to look it up. But uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's, he's not available for the next couple of weeks, but he is kind of doing stuff at practice. And it seems like when he's available, when he's eligible, they will activate him immediately. All right, the New York Jets, they play host to the Jacksonville Jaguars in a noon game. Geno Smith practiced in full. Uh, he had that shoulder injury, ended up leaving Sunday's game late. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who started... Uh, this past Sunday's game, ended up leaving after one series, had that thumb issue. He's expected to start against the Jaguars. He, he's still limited at practice, trying to uh, – trying to. Well, you know, uh, Nick, sorry to cut you off there. No, uh, no. Both of those guys, uh, I mean, it looked like uh, <laughs> at the beginning of the week it was uh, being referred to as a multiple-choice question. You know, no. who's going to start at uh, quarterback for the None Jets? None of the above, were, I hope. They were, they were bringing up, uh, the, you know, the possibility of maybe Bryce Petty even starting or, or – if both uh, Fitz, Fitzpatrick and um, Gino were going to be out, they might have to get a uh, you know re- re-sign Matt Flynn or something like that, and oh, maybe even God. give him a start. But Is Kellen Clemens not on the roster? I feel like he was. I thought he'd sign like a lifetime deal to be the Jets' well, third quarterback. Know, Vinny Testaverde is probably on speed <laughs> dial, but uh, in any case, uh, both uh, Fitzpatrick and Gino. Uh, I mean, they're obviously banged up. Fitzpatrick's dealing with a, a, a ligament issue in his uh, left non-throwing thumb. But they both practiced fully today, and Coach Todd Bowles spelled it out. No drama there. Fitzpatrick is starting. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think there was ever you know much of a concern about that. Was there? I th- was it Brandon Marshall that came out this week and said he thought Geno Smith should maybe get another chance? Maybe I think I just read that in passing somewhere. But at the same time, like, I don't know that I don't know that Geno Smith did anything to really create a, a quarterback controversy over this past week. No, I mean uh, he. he he looked okay in the in the game, uh, you know, in relief there. But uh, you know, Fitzpatrick is not didn't do anything to lose his job, other than maybe get hurt, and uh, he's going to play through it. You know, might need surgery down the road, but luckily for him, uh, it was his uh, non-throwing thumb that was affected by by the injury there. So right, the bigger you know, concern I think, and what I read today is that they're just worried about you know handoffs. Yeah, if he has exactly. to if he has to quickly move the ball to his left hand to do something, fumbling it, you know, it's not really something that's going to hurt him from a throwing standpoint. Which you know, if you could choose for it to be the throwing hand or the non-throwing hand, I think you'd take the non-throwing hand just about every time. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, the Jets have some other injuries that are that are more concerning. I mean, Brandon Marshall missed practice today ankle toe issues 
I would guess that he that he would probably tough it out, but it's 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 far from a lock. Uh, Eric Decker didn't practice. Kind of in the same boat as Marshall, well, right? Actually, I think Decker is it's more of a maintenance thing. Uh, I believe that he mispracticed last week as well, uh, played through it. But Marshall uh, definitely. I mean, I I saw the play where you know at least one of the plays where he got hurt. There might have been more than one, and he was definitely wincing, and it looked like it might knock him out of the game. I believe he came back, but uh, he, he's definitely banged up. So that's something to keep an eye out for. Bilal Paul, limited. Um, doesn't really matter, though, because Chris Ivory's the guy. Steven Ridley uh, was activated uh, last week. Didn't didn't see the field, but he, he actually could emerge as the number two guy as soon as this week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is a a very banged-up Jets team as we go through these injuries. And Devin Smith is a guy, uh, he didn't practice, of course, with an ankle injury. He's a guy that I, I was kind of hoping would maybe make more of an impact this year. Obviously, he's been injured. He's a rookie, and they do have two very established receivers on the outside. But you know, I thought he would be a little bit more of a deep threat for them like he was at Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, like the, the ratio of like catches to touchdowns and long gains for him at Ohio State was pretty much unmatched. I mean, when you have uh, Marshall and Decker there, the targets are, are not going to be abundant. But yet, like you said, they, they definitely uh, drafted him to maybe emerge as a deep threat. Uh, he's Like you said, he's not practicing, uh, or at least he didn't practice on Wednesday. I mean, this last week, um, Jeremy Curley, there was another Jeremy Curley sighting. Kembrell Tompkins. Oh, uh, former Patriot, right? Yeah, resurfaced there. Uh, uh, uh. He had six catches, I think, for, uh, for 41 yards and uh, – and Curley was uh, four, four for 63. Uh, nothing to get too fired up about, but if uh, Brandon Marshall ends up being out, the guy had 18 targets last week, so somebody's got to absorb them. Brandon Marshall's and it, back. And it's going to be one of those guys. Um, so definitely keep an eye on that situation because anyone who owns Marshall is probably going to have to pick up one of those jet scrubby guys because, uh, you know, unless they're in a, a, in a shallower league where there's always decent talent available at wideout, but... In my 14 and 16 team leagues, man, finding wideout help right now is is very difficult. Yeah, and then same goes for the running back position as well. I'm, I'm I think I'm rolling out Dexter McCluster for the fourth straight week. Well, the thing with the running backs is that a, cu- a couple of guys that were just completely off the radar are on the radar this week because of the uh, the, the injury bug. But uh, typically, that's the case. You're you're. If you don't have your two solid running backs in line, yeah, you're you're looking at uh, you know the 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 Jonas Grays and and uh, the Anthony Thomases of the world, you know, p- players that uh, you know see a few touches here and there, but uh, their fantasy value is hindered by the fact that uh, they're definite backups. All right, let's move to the AFC North. We'll start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They play host to Oakland in a noon game. All of a sudden, this is maybe one of the top three or four most interesting games of the week. Uh, this Oakland team looking a lot better than I think people thought. Uh, and Pittsburgh, you know, looking good for the most part. Obviously, the, the big injury to Roethlisberger has kind of thrown off their rhythm. They're without Le'Veon Bell for the rest of the year. Uh, Roethlisberger didn't look great. Three picks against Cincinnati last week as the Bengals come back and end up winning that one. Um, but, I mean, a very interesting matchup, to say the least, in a game that people probably thought would be a lock for Pittsburgh to win at the beginning of the year. Mike Vick practiced in full. Obviously, that's not really of much importance anymore uh, with Big Ben back. Martavis Bryant mispracticed with an illness. I mean, barring something you know catastrophic with that, he'll probably be playing. Marcus Wheaton did not practice with an ankle injury. And then, like we said, Le'Veon Bell 
ruled out for the season, but expected to be ready for the start of the 2016 season. Yeah, I mean, uh, Big Ben came back, and historically uh, he hasn't necessarily been himself in the first game back, but I think that this week uh, he should be fine. Uh, no setbacks there. Um, I mean, uh, you mentioned that uh, Bryant is is feeling a little under the weather. I don't think there's anything to worry about there. Wheaton with the ankle, maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't, but that that's a guy who just really hasn't done that much this year. I think he's topped out at three catches. Even when Bryant was out, he didn't really do a whole lot there. Um, and, you know, kind of almost wanted to – you almost want to glaze over the bell thing. I mean, he's like one of the one of the best running backs in the league. But uh, the Steelers, at, at least it, on paper, it looks like D'Angelo Williams is, is capable of, uh, you know, stepping in capably. Um, you know, yeah, they're going to miss him. It's, it, it, is, it is a big loss, but it's uh, – D'Angelo Williams has done well um, in relief of Bell, so it's 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 not like they they're done. It's not you know that's that's not the kind of injury that's going to sink their ship. Yeah, right. Exactly. You could you could certainly do worse than having D'Angelo Williams as your backup. Baltimore Ravens are on by uh, Steve Smith. He was placed on IR officially, done for the year with that Achilles injury. That was one of the tougher ones, the stomach yeah, of this past and, week. Yeah, uh, Kamar Aiken, um, he's back. He's he's the hot waiver pickup. Uh, because uh, Steve, Steve Smith was, uh, you know, absorbing a lot of targets in that offense and uh, not a whole lot of, uh, you know, talent uh, beyond Smith, especially with Perryman still still not ready for, to return from his injury and uh, not really a timetable for that. So you're, you're kind of like trying to figure out, you know, w- besides Aiken, is there anything, you know, is there anybody worth picking up? Maybe Chris Givens, maybe Marlon Brown. So definitely um, – Keep, keep an eye out there to see uh, what happens there. All right, the Cleveland Browns, they have the Thursday night game, so they're playing less than 24 hours as we record this. Right now they're at Cincinnati. Andrew Hawkins ruled out with a concussion. Brian Hartline ruled out with a concussion. Joe Hayden uh, in the IDP world ruled out with a concussion. So a lot of head injury issues in Cleveland. Josh McCown, uh, maybe the bigger story, ruled out with that shoulder-slash-rib injury. And it sounded like he was in quite a bit of pain earlier in this week and, and even Wednesday. So Johnny Manziel gets the start for the Browns. Yep, Johnny Foosball. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, he hasn't looked terrible all the time this year. So, uh, you know, that's that'll be interesting. I, I'm not really going to uh, put too much fantasy faith in him this week, especially with those wideouts out. Um, I mean, you look at Cleveland, uh, they got Travis Benjamin. He's healthy. Uh, Taylor Gabriel might be worth a dart. Uh, you know, he, he had a few catches last week. Who knows? Dwayne Bowe could actually – do something but uh you know we're heading i, I would week, i wouldn't say that <laughs> we're heading into week nine and and they're kind of still waiting for that uh that to happen and uh you look at his contract and uh you know i think the uh cleveland browns would like to invent time travel to not sign Dwayne bow but uh yeah that's that's that, that was not the greatest signing there Looking at the other end of that matchup, Cincinnati, no real fantasy-relevant injuries for them as they head into that Thursday night game, and really their health has been one of the big reasons that they've been able to get out uh, to this surprising undefeated start. Let's move to the AFC South, Jacksonville at the Jets. Again, that's a noon game. Alan Hearns, limited Wednesday for, I think, the third or fourth straight week. The same designation, ankle-slash-thigh, but coming out of a bye week, my expectation is that he's going to be fine. Yeah, that's pretty routine for Alan Hearns. As routine as me saying, Hey everybody out there in uh, in Radio Land, if you have any extra Jaguar stuff, 
Send it to Nick. Still haven't gotten any, believe it or not. Favorite color blue, size medium, Jaguars fan, jerseys, hats, uh, foam fingers, uh, lava lamps, whatever. Jag rags. Uh, yeah, anything. Jaguars logo on it. Yep. And um, I just can't imagine that there's like there are people out there that really want to hold on to this stuff. You know, I, I feel like if, if it's the difference between throwing it away or giving it to Goodwill, why not send it to a good home? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's not really going to be a whole lot of like, you know, appreciation on Maurice Jones Drew memorabilia over no. the next few years. No, I don't see that happening. Um, Marquise Lee did not practice. I think we know the reason behind yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. Just keep just just enough. Julius Thomas, full participant. Uh, he, he left, I think. I don't know if he ever left the game, but he emerged from that game two weeks ago. They were on bye last week. Uh, that London game with what they were calling an ab injury. Sounds like it was never yeah, anything. Yeah, abdomen or groin, but yeah. he's practicing fully. So he's the bye fine. week was his friend, and he's going to be fine this week. Rashad Green, who you mentioned at the top, he practiced in full. Uh, not eligible to play until week 11, though. He, he's on IR, designated to return, had that thumb injury. But an interesting piece, uh, played well in the slot at least in, in the couple of games that he played before hitting IR. So somebody to keep an eye on. Probably not worth a, a waiver grab or anything like that. But well, if you're in a, in a PPR league and, and there's nothing on the waiver wire and uh, you have an extra roster spot there, I mean, you're looking at a guy that, that he actually was pretty serviceable as a, as a PPR option, um, you know, right before he got hurt. Right. And it's not like uh, Mar- Marquise Lee is uh, – I mean, I, I, I don't know what's going on there. I mean, uh, we, we, we joke about it, but he must have had a pretty serious hamstring injury there for it to have lingered this long. Right. I want to say that he didn't – I think the last time he played might have been um, late September or something like that. Mm-hmm. The Tennessee Titans are at New Orleans. That's a noon game. Harry Douglas practiced Wednesday. Marcus Mariota practiced in full on Wednesday. Sounds like he's expected to return after two weeks off. And Kendall Wright did not practice. He has an MCL issue, so – I mean, I guess we'll start with Mariota. Are you expecting him to be back? Yeah, I mean, he's practicing fully. Um, the interim coach, Mike Malarkey, was saying that, you know, we're not going to do anything stupid, but as long as there's no setbacks there, he's, he's coming back. They are giving Mettenberger, you know, more snaps than usual for a guy that's, uh, you know, not expected to start. But uh, he should be back. But Kendall Wright, I mean, he, he came out of that um, – that game with an injury, you know, pretty much said, literally, he said, my knee feels horrible. And he's got the, it's an MCL injury. Uh, he hasn't been officially ruled out, but I would be very surprised if he played this week. So yeah. that does open the uh, the door for uh, Beckham Green to uh, maybe do something this week. I mean, he uh, he didn't really do too much in week eight. I think he just had one the one catch on two targets. But he's a big guy, you know, red zone upside there. They're getting a upgrade at quarterback this week new coach you know maybe maybe wants to shake things up give the rookie a chance so uh, I, I would that's a player that uh, I might add it on a speculative basis maybe not quite ready to throw him in the lineup there but I think a lot of a lot of people that were high on him at the beginning of the year drafted him picked him up in auctions may have finally you know grown impatient and got rid of him but I think that that him and David Cobb, the running back, who uh, is eligible to return as soon as this week, are guys that uh, that could, you know, emerge down the uh, stretch there. I mean, they've got the coaching change, so like, there's there's nothing entrenched there anymore. You know, they they got rid of Wizenhunt, so you know Antonio Andros um, got the 16 carries last week and 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 
he's supposed to keep the job going forward. But, you know, when David Cobb comes back, if he looks good in practice, who knows? All right, the Texans are on a bye this week, a much-needed bye for them. Indianapolis, they host Denver. That's one of the second wave of games on Sunday afternoon. Andrew Luck limited at practice Wednesday. T.Y. Hilton was not present with a foot injury. Um, are you still worried about Andrew Luck? I mean, there, there still seems to be the speculation that they're, like, covering up some sort of injury or something. Yeah, I mean, like, he had the shoulder issue that was report, well-reported. But then uh, Jay Glazer... Um, came up with one of his uh, famous uh, scoopage uh, moments there on Fox. Um, and, you know, he's, he pretty much said that uh, Luck has been playing through some uh, rib fractures, and uh, the, the Colts didn't really uh, address that other than to say that, you know, they claim that their injury reporting has been accurate. But uh, Luck uh, was not on the injury report, I don't think, last week. And uh, if he was indeed nursing that injury, that's kind of a uh, – you know, Spygate, uh, Deflategate-ish kind of uh, okay. thing there. You know? oh, like, you're not biased at all, though, in that situation, are you? Of course not. <laughs> but the, the Colts are always quick to, like, uh, you know, blow the whistle. And Well, they are. You know, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm not saying for sure that they, that they were manipulating the uh, injury report there, but, they're, you know, there's talk. And, yeah. Uh, and then suddenly, like, uh, Luck appears on the injury report this week is limited with an ankle issue. It almost seems like, yeah, well, we got to, like, throw something in there, you know, to cover up the rib thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's a little suspicious. I'll say that. But. And, you know, he's, he, he was all over TV today. I, I don't think that there's any doubt that he's going to play um, against uh, the Broncos this week. No. But, you know, they, they may end up listing him even as questionable. But, um, yeah, the T.Y. Hilton thing um, kind of came out of nowhere, for, for me at least. And uh, he's dealing with, with some kind of foot sprain. Um, had an MRI. You know, he's considered day-to-day, but uh, he's definitely not a lock to play this week. And, uh, you know, Andre Johnson showed a little a little life in uh, week eight. So, uh, you know, if T.Y. Hilton is, uh, is out, uh, you might get some value there. All right, AFC West, a couple quick notes here. Not much going on in this division. The Chiefs are on by. Broncos, again, they have that late game that we just mentioned against Indianapolis. Peyton Manning, limited Wednesday with a shoulder issue. Probably just a veteran's day off. I mean, he probably, like, uh, like lifted a chicken parm yeah, sandwich <laughs> and, and uh, tweaked his shoulder. But, you know, like, he actually uh, threw with some authority in, in, in last week's game. So, like, it's kind of funny that, you know, the, the week that his arm finally, like, looks good, he pops up on the injury report with a right shoulder injury. And they were, they were like, very specific about that on the Broncos injury report. Not, they didn't just say shoulder. They said right shoulder. So hmm. not, not too worried about it. I mean, like, did, can you imagine Peyton Manning, like, bowing out of that game against his former team? I, I don't see that happening. Um, the Oakland Raiders, they're at Pittsburgh. That's a noon game. No real notes for them. They've been a, a very healthy team this year. Get rid of Darren McFadden. I guess that happens. <laughs> the Chargers are home to Chicago. That's the Monday night game. Ladarius Green did not practice on Wednesday after leaving Sunday's game early and not returning. Brandon Oliver on season-ending IR with turf toe. And Keenan Allen going to miss the rest of the season. That's a big blow for San yeah. Diego. He's a lacerated kidney. It just sounds gross. Yeah, the Chargers have just – and there's some defensive players that we're not even probably going to talk about that uh, that went down as well. But, um, yeah, Ladarius Green, um, not sure if he's going to play. They, they, they play on Monday. Um, so if that 
goes down to the wire. You, you just don't want to deal with that. Uh, Antonio Gates played this last weekend. I was a little surprised that he they did it after not practicing, but uh, you know he ended up uh, maybe even seeing more snaps than expected because Green left the game pretty early. Uh, but I guess Gates is uh, going to be fine. You know he uh, he practiced today. Uh, no reported setbacks. I, I don't know that he's a hundred percent, but um, it's I mean it's a really tough loss to uh, to lose Keenan Allen. I mean he was. You know, just a target monster catching, you know, balls at a record pace. Uh, I mean, Malcolm Floyd gained some value. Maybe Stevie Johnson and in, in really deep formats, Dontrell Inman. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a tough one for both fantasy owners and the Chiefs. Fantasy football just got a whole lot more interesting in Week Nine. DraftKings will be hosting yet another Millionaire Maker event. This time, 1.2 million going to first place. If you go to DraftKings.com now, you can enter the promo code. Rotowire that'll let you play free with your first deposit on DraftKings.com. Again, that promo code is Rotowire for free entry now with your first deposit at DraftKings.com. This is not fancy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. All right, let's move on to the NFC. We'll start in the East. The Eagles at Dallas. That's the Sunday night game. Nelson Aguilar practiced in full Wednesday. He hasn't really been much of a difference maker for the Eagles this season coming out of USC last year. Ryan Matthews limited on Wednesday with a groin injury. Uh, anything else to add on either of these guys? Uh, not really. I mean, uh, Aguilar definitely is is someone that I'm thinking about using next year. Uh, maybe down the stretch. He has a, a couple games where he does something, but uh, kind of disappointing. I a lot of people felt that he was going to just step into the Macklin role, but that didn't really happen. Ryan Matthews, obviously he's his fantasy prospects are tied to the health of DeMarco Murray, and right now Murray's healthy. So as talented as Matthews is, not really a, you know, a lineup option as long as Murray is healthy. Washington is at New England. Chris Thompson, uh, full participant Wednesday, going to be the third running back there. He missed the last game before their bye week. Deshaun Jackson still limited with that hamstring. He hasn't played since early in week one, and you know he's kind of game to game, I guess, at this point. Well, you know, they're coming off their bye, and, and uh, Jackson at least thinks he's going to play this week. And I, I actually think that there's this is the first week in a while I actually feel like that's probably going to happen. Definitely not a lock, but, uh, you know, check check back on Friday. He could... He could be listed as probable, um, maybe questionable. Thompson is a guy that, um, you know, hurt his back uh, last time that they played. And, um, you know, with the, the whole Alfred Morris, Matt Jones thing, he was quietly uh, carving out some PPR value, catching some passes out of the backfield. So if he's healthy and you're really, really scrambling for a running back, you know, Thompson is a guy that you could maybe pick up. I, I had him in a couple leagues, and he actually – the, the week that I used him, um, he outpointed a lot of sort of big-name, uh, you know, stable starter running back types uh, with his cat pass catching. The Dallas Cowboys, uh, they play host to Philadelphia in that Sunday night game. Matt Castle, a full participant on Wednesday. Sounds like he'll be good to go uh, as, he, as he conducts that. What's not been a great Dallas offense uh, since week one and week two. Des Bryant limited on Wednesday. Pretty quiet in that first game back. He did play 48 of 59 snaps. That's definitely a good sign, but just two catches for 15 yards. Uh, and Tony Romo took part in individual drills on Wednesday. Wednesday was the first day that he was uh, actually allowed to return to practice, being on IR, still a couple weeks away from being uh, allowed to return by the NFL. Yeah, I mean, Dez, you know, he only had the two catches for 12 yards on six targets. But, I mean, the most important thing is is that, uh, you know, he 
didn't suffer a setback. And, and that, that foot injury, uh, I, I felt, you know, that he may have rushed back a little bit. And to get through that game, that's pretty, that's pretty good for his confidence. And I think, you know, I think his biggest issue is that Matt Castle is still his quarterback for the next couple of weeks. But, uh, I mean, they're, they're going to start targeting him more this week, I believe. Yeah, you'd think they would kind of have to after just two catches last week. The Giants are at Tampa Bay. That's a later game uh, in the afternoon on Sunday. Victor Cruz, still no timetable as he comes back from that calf injury. Uh, also working back from that torn patella as well. Orleans Darkwa practiced on Wednesday with a back injury. Ruben Randall did not practice with a hamstring. And Larry Donnell did not practice with that neck injury. Yeah, a lot to sort out there with the Giants. But, I mean, that, that backfield, it's like kind of a four-headed monster right now. And... Uh, the only back that's kind of been semi-reliable is Shane Vereen, at least in PPR formats. Although, you know, Rashad Jennings did get 10 carries in, in, in Week 8. But when you when you get, like, four running backs, you know, dividing up the pie, that's, that's a tough one for fantasy owners. Uh, I mean, the, the Giants ended up with, uh, you know, 49 points and a loss to the Saints uh, in Week 8. Eli Manning, six touchdown passes, um, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. three three TDs, Dwayne Harris a couple of TDs. Uh, you know that that offense is looking up a little bit. So, uh, you know, in 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 a game where you uh, you know score forty nine points, six TD passes, uh, I don't think they're going to rush Victor Cruz back anytime soon. There. No, no, definitely not, especially with how well Beckham is playing. The NFC North, a slow week for injuries in this division, thankfully, as finally the Bears and the Packers are starting to get a little bit healthier. We'll start with Green Bay. They're at Carolina after a pretty disastrous Sunday night loss in Denver. Now they go face another undefeated team in Carolina. The Packers are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in this one, which we were just talking about in the office out here. is a little bit surprising, but uh, not too much for injuries for them. Devontae Adams was back on Sunday. Uh, obviously, he didn't do much, as nobody in the Packers' offense really did anything. Ty Montgomery still limited with the ankle injury Wednesday, but he did participate in drills uh, for the first time since injuring that ankle back in Week 6. Yeah, with Adams back, I don't think that Montgomery's, uh, you know, Week 9 availability is, is of that much import to fantasy owners. Maybe, you know, for the Packers' depth and in the return game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, after the, you know, the Packers uh, were kind of schooled <laughs> by, by the Broncos in some ways and, you know, Aaron Rodgers had a epically bad game, uh, I do feel like it's a bounce back is definitely going to happen. Um, it, I mean, can't get much worse, but uh, – Generally, generally speaking, they're, they're, there's too much talent on that team for for that to uh, to linger. But of course, the you know the Panthers are uh, <laughs> quietly uh, doing the job. Yeah, you know, they are. They're, get, they're getting the job done. Um, Minnesota is home to St. Louis in a noon game. Stephon Diggs did not practice with a hamstring injury. Are you too worried about that? Don't really have a good read on that. That kind of just popped up today. You know, he had the 12 targets in week week eight. Kind of came out of nowhere a few weeks ago to uh you know find himself on the fantasy radar definitely uh circle back on that on thursday um you know guys like charles johnson and mike wallace could resurface if something happens to Diggs. but right now he's the guy in minnesota as long as he's healthy detroit is on a bye the bears play host to san diego on monday matt forte out with a knee injury no timetable they're saying it's not going to require surgery and it's not season ending but we really don't know when we're going to see him again yeah i mean i don't think he's officially ruled out but the bears you know this version of the bears tends to not uh be overly um you know 
they they don't give the the info out as as much as the old uh, the old Bears uh, staff there. But yeah, I don't think that Forte is going to play. That's probably a week to week thing. Lankford's probably going to start. Going to start. Uh, Eddie Royal is another guy who suffered an injury there in week eight. Hasn't really done a whole lot on a consistent basis this year. But uh, you know, with that, with the Bears playing on Monday, you probably want to stay away from him unless things really look up uh, by Friday. Right. Last note for the NFC North: Eddie Royal questionable for that game on Monday with a knee injury. Let's move to the NFC South. The Saints play host to Tennessee in a noon game. Willie Sneed didn't practice with a knee injury. Kyrie Robinson placed on IR with a leg injury. So they signed T.J. Graham. Uh, he's probably you know kind of a utility emergency receiver, uh, a guy who they've cut a couple times already this year. And they also signed Tim Hightower. Back in the NFL, Tim Hightower. Yeah, I mean, T- Hightower has played with the Saints before. I think that's just a, a depth move. I mean, uh, Robinson being out probably doesn't really affect Mark Ingram, but maybe C.J. Spiller gets some more touches, and that's a guy that uh, you look at his uh, production for the Saints, you thought, wow, that's that's a perfect fit. He's going he's gonna to be a better than Darren Sproles version. Dar- uh, you know, what, what Sproles did in, in the Saints offense a few years ago, I kind of thought, Spiller might have a chance to replicate that, but uh, hasn't really happened. But yeah, there was no there was no shortage of offense for the Saints in Week Eight, with uh, Drew Brees uh, passing for 505 yards, seven TDs. Yeah, and 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 guys. Who, like, I mean, I feel like doesn't doesn't seem like New Orleans is always involved in these type of games. Like whenever every couple of years, you know, you get a just a complete shootout, a game that you see in like the Big Twelve, you know, in college football, but. The Saints always seem to be involved. I don't know if there's any facts to back that up or if I'm just remembering incorrectly. But, yeah, I mean, obviously we were all shocked to see a 52-49 result yeah. on Sunday as your chair is really giving you the business here. Yeah, it's doing a little shuffling here, a mid-podcast uh, reshuffling of the, uh, of the seating position here. But, yeah, I mean, uh, Marcus Colston kind of uh, resurfaced this week. Uh, ben Watson, another big week. Uh, you know, a guy that we really weren't thinking about too much as a replacement for Jimmy Graham. But, uh, you know, I think at least two out of the last three weeks, he's put up pretty pretty solid fantasy numbers. So, uh, you know, obviously Breeze is not going to throw 50 times a week. He's not going to get the 500 yards. But the, the Saints definitely showing some signs of life, and it's it's wide open. They, they have a chance to uh, get on a run and, may, and, you know, push for the playoffs. Carolina, uh, they host Green Bay. Really no injuries for them. Tampa Bay, uh, they host the Giants in a later game in the afternoon on Sunday. Safarian Jenkins limited on Wednesday. Chance he could return this week, maybe looking more toward Week 10. Vincent Jackson also missed practice with a knee injury. I think Safarian Jenkins might give it a go this week. And uh, with Jackson, probably going to miss another game there. Uh, they, they need another big uh, complimentary target for, uh, you know, take the heat off of uh, Mike Evans a little bit because the guys that uh, they, they threw out there as the the uh, replacements for Jackson didn't really do much. Um, I mean, uh, Deontay Dye, uh, Russell Shepard, a uh, guy named Humphreys, <laughs> not much going on there in the stat sheet. And, uh, yeah, so I think that's Farian Jenkins. Uh, you know, if he comes back this week, he could actually put up some numbers there because they need him. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Falcons are at San Francisco. That's a later game on Sunday. Nick Williams uh, limited on Wednesday with a hamstring injury for the Falcons, and Leonard Hankerson did not practice with a hamstring. He didn't play last week. Are you really worried about his availability? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure about him. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he sat out another game. Uh, they, 
they kind of uh, introduced Justin Hardy to the mix. Not very much, but um, and Roddy White got a couple of catches. But uh, I mean, basically, it just left everything for Julio, and uh, he did what Julio does. And um, yeah, I mean, Hankerson had a nice little run at the beginning of the year, uh, but uh, not really that much uh, excitement about him right now. And who knows? I mean, this this Hardy guy, uh, you know, great college player. Yeah, there was a little bit of excitement when he was drafted, but then he ended up being inactive uh, for a number of games, and he finally he finally dusted him off in, in, in week eight. Got four targets, a couple of catches. That's you know that's something to keep an eye out for, and I, I keep on thinking, man, they gotta like use Roddy White, you know, especially with Hankerson hurt, but didn't really amount to uh, much opportunity in week eight, you know, just two catches, twenty four yards on, uh, on on three targets. But uh, unless there's like some sort of like, you know, injury they're not talking about, I'm I'm still a little bit baffled by their usage of uh, Roddy White. All right, let's finish out with the NFC West. The St. Louis Rams are at Minnesota. That's a noon game. Trey Mason, really the only guy we're keeping an eye on there. He's limited Wednesday uh, with an ankle injury, but really doesn't matter as long as Todd Gurley's healthy. Yeah, Todd Gurley, pretty good. Pretty good. I think that's the, that might be the understatement of the podcast so far. Yeah, I almost um, went into full Larry David, you know, pretty good, but uh, decided not to. <laughs> Probably for the better. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, again, you know, Todd Gurley, he uh, he exceeded my expectations in terms of you know when he would be good. I I, I was pretty confident that the the Rams knew what they were doing when they <sighs> took him tenth overall, but I I just figured that this is about when I figured he'd be making his splash but he's already like you know had a a few really good games in a row and now there's talk that uh you know he's probably the consensus number one pick uh in fantasy next year already yeah i i think so i mean especially in non-ppr leagues there's really no other way no other way to look at it with Le'Veon bell coming off of an injury adrian peterson getting up there in age um i mean he's certainly made an impact already the Seahawks are on a bye. Uh, quick note with them, Ricardo Lockett had that scary neck injury, was down on the field for, for several minutes on Sunday. Had surgery, going to miss the rest of the season, but it sounds like he's avoided anything that's going to be you know debilitating for him after football. Um, the San Francisco 49ers, they host Atlanta. That's one of the later games as we get a few more, uh, a little bit more of an even split this week at least. Garrett Selleck has a concussion. Uh, he was limited. Mike Davis did not practice with a hand injury. Anquan Bolden did not practice. Carlos Hyde did not practice. Reggie Bush done for the season after slipping on concrete. Uh, they went out and signed Pierre Thomas. It's kind of an insurance back, I guess. And uh, non-injury news, but Blaine Gabbert is getting the start. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've heard his name uh, before. Uh, retread uh, quarterback reunion tour there. Um, I guess uh, he's somebody else's problem now, right? That's that. That's what you think of Glain, uh, of, of Gabbert these days. What was that? He's he's somebody else's problem. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here. I was thrilled to see it. Like, yeah. if you really think this guy's better than Kaepernick, go for it. Maybe maybe he didn't get the proper chance in Jacksonville or or whatever. But uh, I I have had my fill of Blaine Gabbert. I he, think for the decade. Yeah, I think it's more like the 49ers just. They're throwing in the towel on Kaepernick. And it's, it's getting to the point where you just can't defend starting him, you know? Yeah, you bizarre. can't make an argument to start him. He was on the rise, you know, took him to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, everything seemed to be headed in the right direction, and I, I don't really know exactly what happened, but, um, you know, probably a change of scenery might do him some good next year. Um, you know, he's got that contract. I don't know, I don't know how feasible that is, but uh, 
the 49ers could be uh, could be in the hunt for uh, you know that that draft range where you like you know might want to think about a franchise quarterback next year. So that might be uh, the direction they're headed. Yeah, and yeah, a lot of interesting quarterback options. No, definitely no uh, no Andrew Lux. You know, no can't miss type of guys, but. You know, three, four, five guys you hear mentioned in the first and second round, so it'll be interesting to see if they go in that direction. Um, Arizona Cardinals, final well, team yeah, on yeah, our— We should probably, like, talk a little bit about their injuries. Uh, you, know, we, you know, we talked about Cap a little bit. Oh, there, the Niners, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, um, you know, they, they traded Vernon Davis— and, and then, his, then of course, his backup, uh, Selleck, is, is in the concussion protocol. Not that that's like a big, you know, fantasy gold mine there, but, uh, you know, for, for people that are, like, desperate for a tight end, if, if and when Selleck is healthy, uh, you know, he might be a deep league op- option. Uh, Carlos Hyde, getting the feeling that he's probably not going to play this week. Mike Davis, you know, has a fractured hand, probably not going to play, so... They were down to Kendall, Kendall Gaskins last week, and um, you know, he, I think he had just been promoted uh, from the practice squad or something like that. And and now they've signed Pierre Thomas and, and Sean Drawn. That could be your three-headed 49ers backfield, and you know somebody's got to carry the ball. Uh, don't know what kind of shape Pierre Thomas is in. You know why he didn't get signed after all these weeks. But he's the guy, you know, he has the name recognition at least, and he might be worth a pickup. Obviously, I, I'm not, like, recommending, you know, starting him in, uh, you know, too many lineups there. I am interested to know how much he costs in, um, in, uh, in the daily leagues. But uh, hopefully by, uh, you know, the end of the week there, we'll have a little bit of clarity on Hyde, and maybe the practice reps will sort of reveal a pecking order for, for their Week 9 backfield and then, Fantasy owners can just try to, you know, determine who the the number one guy is at least for this week, and and maybe throw a dart in that direction. All right, yeah, like we said, the Cardinals, the final team on our list, they're on bye this week, so no real injury news there. Um, that should just about do it. I guess this is we should say my uh, my final time hosting this Wednesday night podcast for now, at least uh, due to some scheduling conflicts. Things I thought with, it was because of old age. No, 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 definitely not. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, you know, in the younger days of my career. Um, but you know, scheduling conflicts, NBA starting to heat up, doing a lot with that, and just sort of behind the scenes, like uh, you know, squabbling between me and Nick. Power we, struggle. Mike just, wants, Mike wants his own podcast. He wants, you know, he wants more FaceTime. Yeah. Um, so, oh, but it was, it's been a pleasure working. It has, with Nick it has, and I, I hope will, we get back on at some point. I mean, it's only halfway through the season, so we'll, yeah. we'll see how things go, and I'd maybe make a couple cameos. That sounds good, man. And, uh, you know, like uh, hopefully by then there will be some good good Jaguars news to talk about. Hey, and maybe uh, you can, like, uh, walk into the podcast uh, wearing the Jaguars jersey that uh, one of one of your loyal podcast listeners sent you. Um, That's my dream is that I'll walk in on some, some fateful Wednesday and there will just be a Keenan McCardell sprawled out on my desk, and I'll know where it's from. Well, yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe maybe one day – um, I don't know, like, uh, name, name a Jaguars player from, from five years ago. Uh, I'm David Garrard, I guess. I'll go yeah. default. Mercedes Lewis was there. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe David Garrard will, uh, will just show up in the office and hand personally hand you his Jersey. You, you have know? no idea how many times I've had that exact dream. 
<laughs> but we'll see. Um, thanks, you guys, for listening uh, again this week. Hopefully, we've been able to add some clarity to these injuries. Um, again, we're brought to you by DraftKings.com. They are the leader in daily fantasy sports. You can use the promo code ROTOWIRE uh, with your first deposit, and that'll get you free entry today. Yeah, and if, you, if we haven't added clarity, let us only, know. It's, it's only Wednesday. You know, exactly. And, uh, you know, our Thursday podcast is kind of, uh, you know, the, there'll be a, a, a few new injury tidbits probably by tomorrow. But then by Friday, that's when, that's when things are, if not tidally wrapped up, um, you, you have a pretty good indication where things are going. And generally, there's just a your handful of game time decisions. I think last week's um, injury onslaught led to, I mean, guys are just out for the year. And um, it doesn't look like there's a ton of game time decision situations this weekend. It's, uh, you know, by Friday, we should have a pretty good idea of who's playing and who's not. Right, absolutely. And that's much more beneficial uh, from a fantasy standpoint. So thanks for listening. And everybody, good luck in daily. Good luck in season long in week nine. And good luck, Nick, uh, you know, in your, uh, your new media gigs there and uh yeah hopefully uh, you'll be at, be back here oh yeah to talk some more I'll, be, I'll, I'll still be doing the monday podcast i'll be around for sure uh, I'll, I'll certainly make some appearances on here before all is said and done so thanks for listening ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks at ace your backyard's right in our backyard which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood like premium bird seed suet birdhouses and feeders stop by your local ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores.